everybody. Hello to the Little Wolf podcast family. It's your girl again, Tijuana. And today I am with my neighbor, Simon. And we're going to be unraveling yet another unique, relatable, amazing mental health conversation. And I've been really like thinking and I've been really on mental health in, um, in the corporate world. And thank God, Simon and I kind of went around it the other day. And I said to him, hold on, hold on to that thought. We'll continue on the podcast. <laughs> so, I just wanna thank <laughs> so I just wanted to say thank you so much for, um, for coming through. Today, I am, Simon here is going to talk, talk about his mental health and why he's quitting his job. Actually, he's quitting his job really because of, why we're here so i want to unpack why he's leaving his job <laughs> why he's leaving his job so that like also if we want to be what he is doing we know what it entails and what it brings to our mental health and i really want to before we i, I come to you i want to just let people know that um there's so many studies of late that have really shown how mental labor or the the mental intelligence some jobs require or the mental labor the mental labor is this is the amount of um like uh or emotional the emotional labor this is the amount of emotions that it takes for you to do a certain job or the amount of emotional presence so let's say like you work on reception receptionist is supposed to be smiling all the time supposed to be happy supposed to be whatever so the amount it just takes a person to do a certain task or the amount of emo- emotional intelligence it takes a person to do a certain task. And then we're, we're going to be looking at that. And we're also going to look at um, the emotional, I think, um, uh, I mean, uh, emotional intelligence. We're going to be talking about that as well. And then just mental health as, um, as, as, as a subject and personal life my neighbor's personal life um thank god you guys are not going to know him in, in, in so he's going to be saying everything like you guys he's <laughs> wanting every single thing so simon please tell us what you do and why you want to quit your job okay so uh i am a i'm an i'm an auditing so i i'm basically an auditor um and uh the the thing that we do mostly is we we catch the thieves or someone if someone is trying to steal financial crimes basically that's my job and obviously budgets preparing budgets and all that stuff but before you become an auditor like a qualified auditor there's a route that you have to take which is what I'm doing currently right so you do what yeah. they call articles and I'm currently in my second year of my articles and you you write all the tests blah 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 the professional tests and you become what they call a ca a chartered accountant and then from there once you're a chartered accountant you can continue your studies further and become a registered auditor which is what i'm not going to do because <laughs> of everything that happens in the auditing world so mm. i'm gonna end at ca and then i'm gonna try and look uh to get out of that uh, sector, if possible. Why? So, so uh, okay, that's a good question. I like your question. So for me, basically, it's 
it's just it's too mentally taxing and the reward is not worth it in my opinion like uh, especially when you're starting like us it's not like we get a lot of money but i know that we do get you know above average income but yeah. even that even that is not like enough for me to want to stay because if i'm going to be mentally exhausted like that right uh you have to deal with clients sometimes and then you have to deal with your managers as well and then you have to deal with your studies because remember our job is you can't do our job if you're not studying as well technically so it's not school pacing after exactly. information trying to stay yes. relevant in the industry at the same time yes. you have to do. exactly and so they don't care like the problem is if you don't pass right you can't be a ca and they don't care, like your managers and whatever, a lot of them are already qualified CAs or registered auditors, that kind of stuff. So for them, they've already gone through the motions. And so they don't care about your studies or whatever. They're just like, where's my work? If it's not done, there's trouble. You get a disciplinary or those kind of things. Or you deal with clients who are very sometimes toxic, lazy. They don't want to give you the stuff that you need. Because remember, what we do is I'll speak a sample of probably invoices and just say, give me uh, the, the documentation or the whatever, you know, evidence that you have this. If they say they bought a truck, I can say, okay, there's a truck in your books. Can I go and see it? And then yeah. if it's not there, obviously there's a problem. So that's pretty much what you do. So the problem is a lot of clients will hate you, right? Because you are doing your job. You are just doing your job. You're being told you must make sure that if they say they have this fixed asset, it must be there physically, right? And yeah. you're doing your job. And the problem is the clients are paying you to find things that are wrong. That's the biggest problem. So basically you you're being paid to be an enemy to the exactly. average person. <laughs> exactly. That's, you see, so that's the issue. So a lot of people that we call the clients, they don't like that. But because of government regulations and stuff like that, you know, they have to, you know, they have to do the audits. And that's why we get paid so that we can minimize the cheating that's happening. But if you're in South Africa, you already know, even with auditors, there's still a lot of fraud, corruption and what, what. We can't stop all of it. Yeah. So for me, um, but okay, like, I, I get that you're running away from this um <laughs> from this industry but man like i it comes with like prestige and it comes with titles and everything i understand you're saying the mental labor it requires does not mm -hmm. equal or does not equate to the the pay the hours you're putting yeah. in the mental health mm -hmm. and your health mm -hmm. itself so it's not mm -hmm. worth but like there are people that are still in the job. So like for me, I yes. want to what I want to know now is for you as a person, you have options. Some people probably don't even have those options. Or some people yes. just know that maybe if I, I leave this place, then I have no I have, I have no plan. What, yes. what what have you observed in within the industry that you feel yes. is could be one one or, or let's just say like what what factors have you seen in the industry that make this job more miserable than it already is one okay okay yeah. that's your first question mm. and then the second question is um yes what um yeah like let, let's just start from there and then the second question could be what do you think should should be done instead yeah okay 
So just like any other profession, right? The, the thing is, because of how it is, how, how we, we work, right? It's, a, it's almost like an incentive-based uh, work. So the more you progress in your studies, the more money you get. For example, uh, I can give you my example. So recently I wrote a test, which I didn't pass, right? But I'm writing that test again in September. So I got the results recently. It's not even that long ago, but you have to take your mind out of that situation to say, oh, I failed because you only get like two months extra to prepare again. And if you don't, if you pass, then you get a salary increase. If you don't pass, you stay at the same level, you see. So, and then you, the problem with that is, let's say you are, you are with someone who's in the same uh, work environment as you and they're like, maybe they have two or three years experience like you. But yeah. if they have like more professional like qualification in terms of their studies, right? They're going to get paid more than you, even though you do the same job, you see. And so you have like first years, people who know nothing about auditing getting paid more than people who are in their third year of articles because they have a qualification that the third year doesn't have, even though the third year is the one that is doing the most work on that particular audit, you see. Yep. So you see, pretty much you see, so that creates a little bit of rift, right, between uh, work workers and whatever. And so our salaries are uh, they always emphasize to us like, oh, it's very private. What what you mustn't share. But obviously, if you're working with colleagues, some of them become your friends, and you're going to talk. Yeah, you're going to talk, right? Even though it's not allowed, we talk. And so you compare, and then you see other companies and whatnot. And so that also creates a little bit of tension, right? Because yeah. the thing is, it's very rewarding if you have all the qualifications plus the, what, the experience as well in years. That's what makes people, some people stay, right? Because they're like, you know what? I know it's a lot of work, whatever, but they're getting more money than they've ever seen in their lives. Uh, so it's like, imagine being, right? And then you don't have a wife or kids or any of that then you're, you're taking home, like, let's say for argument's sake. I'm not saying this is what they get, but someone who's qualified for argument's sake, let's say they're taking home 40000 and the only bills they have is their car or their rent. That's it. What are you going to do with the rest of that money? You know, so you, 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 can, you end up saying, you know what, I'm going to stay and maybe try to, you know, raise my balance a bit or something, make some savings for the future, for your wife or whatever yeah. it is that you do. Or if you're a girl, you can make savings to go to a trip. If you, you know, whatever it is that you do. The thing mm -hmm. is, so a lot of people stay because they are tempted by the prospect of making a little bit more money than they are used to, especially the black people, right? Mm -hmm. The white people, it's a different story. They just do it mostly because they are going to inherit their father's businesses. So they obviously need to know how the money works and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of reasons why people end up staying in audit. But the most important is obviously that you get a little bit more than the average uh, than the average person here, especially in SA. But even then, for me, it's not worth it. That's what I'm saying. Like, if I was getting paid a million, maybe, then I could say, <laughs> okay. But the mental torture is not enough. Like, for me, the money is not enough. Uh, you see, yeah. you should it should be more because of what we go through, because I have to be hated by people, remember? 
and yeah. I haven't done anything to you. I'm, I'm just doing my job. And you get shouted at. No one cares what's happening at home. I mean, it's not like they don't care, but everyone's under pressure, right? So yeah. you have just, crew within work. Yes. So you have your crew within work as well who become your friends. And those are the people you guys like, you know, talk to and stuff. But even then, that's not enough because they are not you. So if you fail an exam, for example, you fail by yourself, right? And yeah. then let's say people in in your in your uh, workplace, or whatever, some of them pass. They get salary raises. You don't. You see, so it's almost like you're by yourself. They're not going to say, "Oh, sorry, you failed." So we make you feel better. We are not going to accept our salary increases. No ways. They like saved. You see what I'm saying? Even though they're your friends. They feel sorry for you, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, now we're better than you. Hey, it's not, <laughs> I don't know if it makes sense, but it's it's tricky. It's tricky. So for the second part where you're saying, okay, how can we improve it? I don't think mm. there's any way to improve it as long as human beings like money. You see, the, the thing is, the reason why we have a job you're is because corruption. You're, you're, you're giving up on that career. <laughs> you're like, it's a done deal. <laughs> Exactly. You see, the thing is, T, for me, it's like as long as there's corruption in this world, there'll always be need for auditors, right? And so yeah. the day that you kill corruption, there'll be no need for auditors. And until that day, someone's going to keep getting paid to do it. You see, if as you get higher, another reason I, I don't want to be like full on into that auditing stuff, as you get higher, there's this specialization that they do where you, you start like auditing like billion dollar businesses and those kind of things. Those guys are called, uh, for your listeners, if they want to Google those people, they're called forensic auditors. Now, <laughs> forensic auditors make a lot of money. That's big bucks. Like yeah. it's not a serious. But the thing is, it comes with a threat on your life because now you're dealing with powerful people, you know, your yeah. politicians, your billionaires, your millionaires. So you are making money but you're also, your life is at risk. Um, in fact, if you Google, if you go into the news, I'm pretty sure there's an article, one of these guys, uh, I think he was a forensic auditor in one of these big firms, he got shot, right? And obviously there's no suspect, but he got shot and he died. We all know why, because he was working on something big. And, you know, if you're touching the wrong people, they take your life. So how can... Somebody want to live that life. I'm cool. I'd rather be less managed <laughs> and have my life. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I love my I'm life. Something in these firms, do they? Yes. Um, free counseling services. Um, okay. Is there a support system from you know from uh, b- bottom from 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 top to bottom? Is there like okay. that support, emotional support system? Where okay. some things you can't really share with other people, but you can go to your boss and his door is always open to talk to you okay. about. And I see what you're saying. That are there to help you with your mental health issues. Are those, mm-hmm. are those facilities available? Uh, yes, they are. They are actually, I won't lie. But they're not that effective. Uh, why? It's 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 literally dependent on the firm, right? So it's a culture thing. Like let's say, because with auditing, there's like so many different auditing firms because there's so many different types of businesses. So the culture yeah. per audit firm is different, right? So some other partners, the partners are mainly like the owners of the audit firm. 
you could call them yeah. that, but they're like directors, managers. So they're co-partners. Those are, those are the bosses. So if your partners are uptight, right, it trickles down all the way to the juniors, right? Uh, so it's more like uh, even the people who are supposed to be helping with mental health, whatever, they don't really care that much because, you know, you're living in a, sorry, it's for my colorful words, but it's a shitty environment, right? That's yeah. that's what it is. So it's firm dependent. In my firm, right, uh, there is someone who's there, but I don't think that they are equipped enough to deal with everything themselves. I don't know if you can be really qualified to deal with such diverse issues because we have black people, colored people, Indian people, white people with all kinds of different problems. And then you have one uh, or two people who are responsible as your counselors or whatever, of which those two people are white people, right? Not that there's anything wrong with white people. I love white people, by the way. I just want to put it there. But, you know, there are things that happen or that you experience just because you're black, for example. You would exactly. appreciate or you'll be more yes. understood by a black counselor. Exactly, exactly. You see, and it's not the firm's fault, obviously, because they are trying, right? We give yeah. them that. But, you know, uh, at the end of the, the day, the like. Representation. Yes. So it's just, it's just, it's tricky, man. I can't really say uh, I know every firm is bad or whatever, but. The bigger the firm, the less effective it is because the big firms, they don't have time on their side to be checking mental issues. They need to be fixing the files, uh, signing off the audits and all that kind of stuff. So that comes with overtime. Overtime is when you work more than your allocated time. You know, you have yeah. your eight hour, nine to five. And then overtime, you work after you clock out. You, you keep on working. So it happens a lot in the big firms. You get a lot of overtime and they give you a little money to bribe you to do the overtime, right? But it's not worth it because you're losing your social life as well, you know. Yeah. You 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 have all these other things, and then you're not getting the mental help that you need if you are in that situation, you know. Some people end up committing suicide because you feel like you have no way out, which I don't really agree with suicide. I mean, but if if a person feels like you know what. This is where I'm at. There's nowhere else to go. Even though they have a job and they should be grateful, it shouldn't. Your job shouldn't torture you. You yeah. know, as far as I'm concerned, it should. It should. You should be grateful to have your job, but it shouldn't be to a, to an extent where you can't even now function because you're anxious every time you you hear that email message. You're like, oh no, what's what have I done now? That kind of thing. Yeah. You know. So, I guess. <laughs> That's that's that my is thoughts. Very insightful. And I, I think for me, the, the, the most important part of this conversation that I'm having with you is yeah. to also like l- let people know that uh, like people, people always think when you graduate and um yeah. get these big qualifications, life is smooth. But people don't, yeah. you know, like up the ladder and all these big firms and everything, people are going through mm. a lot. Um, mm. And I want to, I, I want to just talk about a little story i think i might have yeah. told you um just a disclaimer me and my 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 neighbor we talk a lot so some of these conversations we might have actually touched on them a little bit so like i was having a conversation with this guy and he's telling me oh he wants me to mentor his daughter and da, da, da. Mm. but then he was mm. like oh but you shouldn't um 
No, actually, no, 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 not, not then. But like, I, I think we got to a conversation. We we're talking about smoking and drinking and everything. And then I was just like, mm. you know, and they're like, no, but the people who drink, and I'm like, you know what? In this firms, because even him, I said, okay, fine, he's an executive. I'm like, do you drink? Do you you smoke weed to do the, all these things to keep up with yes. health and everything? People think yes. the more you have money, the more things better, or the more things, or the more things become better, and the more they yeah. can stop drinking and things become more, uh, uh, you know, more relaxing. But then the mm-hmm. reality for that is the same tale in a low yes. income job. And in a in a in a big income job, the difference is yes. maybe you can afford a more expensive whiskey, and you <laughs> can afford a more expensive drug to keep up with yes. your mental health. But everybody's yes. going through it. Everybody is talking about drugs, Tawana. Tawana, that. So, t- looking at all these things, do you think there are some invisible, uh, systematic biases? in in the corporate world especially in these high-end firms do you think that these invisible systematic biases that are there like racism or discrimination or maybe there's more load on 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 on, on males or females do you think there are some okay. biases that make any or maybe your career because i wouldn't you wouldn't yes. know much okay doctor, i get you i get but you like, yeah. i get you so I think here's the thing: there's no place in the world. This is just my opinion, by the way. I know mm-hmm. people can disagree, but there's no place in the world where connections do not play a part. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So bias is inherent, pretty much inherent, meaning it's part of what it is to be in the work culture. There's yeah. always going to be bias, but I think the level or the extent is what differs within the firms. So, yeah. like. The bigger the firm, right, maybe there would be the issue to say, like these days it's very politically motivated, I won't lie. So there are some people um, who don't get hired, right, because mm-hmm. of skin color. Let's say, oh, you're too white. Or let's say, uh, in this case, you're not from South Africa, so we're not going to give you the job, you know, or you're considered mm. this. Even though, remember what I told you about qualifications. So uh, this is very interesting. I like what you said there, so I can just give you an, a practical example of where this bias kind of applies. Let's say uh, you have an honors degree, right? Uh, yeah. You have an honors degree, uh, which is the highest qualification you can get as a student before you get into the, our workplace. So you need like an honors degree, but you can start work without that honors degree, right? Sometimes. But here's the thing. If you have an honors degree, it's an added advantage for someone who obviously doesn't have work experience, right? Yeah. But if if you are a South African, right, you don't need that honors degree to start the same job that a person who is not a, who's a non-South African needs. So if you're a non-South African, you they will not even look at you if you don't have that honors because it's very hard to get. It's called CTA. So it it, it is very it's a very, very difficult course to get. But if you get through that, then they can consider you. So there are people who even work three, four years without the CTA, five, six years. But obviously, if you don't have that thing they call CTA, your salary will be lower, you know, those kind of things. And that's what makes you work for it and whatever. But there's already a cutoff way to say, you know, already if you are a non-South African, you must have CTA, you must have this, you must pass the board courses, you must what, what. You must stand out so much 
that they can't deny you. You know what I'm saying? You must be you like, ah, this so one. Hard. Exactly. You're working twice as hard. Even though there's a rule called black employment, what, what, for BEE, black economic uh, empowerment or something, something, right? BB, broad-based, it's called BBBE. I don't want to uh, feed people poison, but you can Google the program and everything. But you're only considered black if you're a certain black. So blacks are not equal. I don't know if read, uh, your listeners are readers or anything, but uh, if you read Animal Farm, there's a point where it says all animals are equal, but more equal. some animals are more equal than others. You yeah, see, that's essentially what's happening in the workplace where it's like you are equal, but, but not as equal as this one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, carry on. You said on. what? Carry on. Oh, okay. You want to... Yeah, so so like I'm saying, you, you see there's that bias of that whole thing of, oh, you're black, but you are a better black, or you are white, you're a better white. So here, especially in SNR, the best uh, person to be, to be born, if you are born a black woman, a black South African woman, yo, you're at the top of the food chain. I'm just being honest. It's just how it is. Because you tick all the none, you know, discrimination box, what what, you know, less underprivileged, all this. So if you if you are a black South African woman with a qualification like ours, you are number one on every job. That's how it is nowadays. So uh, in essence, it doesn't matter if there's someone who's got, you know, maybe a better fit to the job, they're gonna take her because she meets the political requirements. That is the uh the, the environment we are staying in right now, you see. So uh, it gets tricky. I guess it gets tricky to say, okay, where do you draw the line between being fair and being, you know, reasonable? Because obviously you want people to to flourish and all of those things, but at the same time, you want the job to be done properly. So for yeah. the job to be done properly, it must be done by someone who knows what they're doing, not just someone who's being given because they're a certain gender or color or something you know yeah. uh, and in the end that's why we keep on having corruption because sometimes the people who are doing the job are not competent enough but we must satisfy the political landscape therefore we must give the non-experienced people the job and they don't identify the wrong things and all of that then we have all these cases you know people saying oh zuma must go to jail or this that you know this is all resulting from an incompetence in the system. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of bias in the workplace. There's a lot of yeah. things in, in play. I, 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 love, yeah. I love your answer. Thank you so much. My next yeah. question now is, do you think that people that are staying in these jobs as, as hard as they can be, I know um, screen monitors, that is a very, a very tormenting and traumatizing job you get mm -hmm. to see a lot of horrifying things and you can't share them. You, the only people you mm -hmm. can share them with are your advisors or people that are designated to help you or your counselors or whatever. And sometimes mm -hmm. they're not really competent. Mm -hmm. Now is, how are some people still staying in these jobs? Is the question is you, Simon, are not, mm -hmm. you know, like you don't have high stress tolerance or it's because things are really hard out there but there are some people okay. that are, are just zombie walking okay. into their jobs. Okay, because... I see. I think I get you. I think yeah. I get you. So That's like, a great question, T. 
thank you so much. You, you kind of like, <laughs> you're also cheering me on, like you're doing a good job. Come on, you're doing a good yeah, job. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I really want to know, like, how how do you, I, I know you have peers in, in these, in, in the same industry. How are they coping? Yeah. And when you so, talk this conversation, you are like saying, you know what, I'm out of this place. They'll, some of them are probably So it's a, it's a mixture of both, like, with the way COVID has, has set up the economy, right? And not just our economy, just in general, the world. The way COVID is set up now, you can't just decide I'm going to leave my job, even even if it's terrible. Because you, we are, we, you know, we need to eat, you need to pay rent, you need to do all these things, right? If you leave the yeah. job, especially as a, uh, a young uh, Black person, a lot of Black people will relate to this thing we call Black tax, where there are other people that are relying on you and your job as well, not just yourself, you see. So if you you could quit for yourself and say, I don't care, I'll go back and stay with my mother or whatever. But there are other people, you have family members and, you know, those people who school fees or shoes or, you know, those small little things that you know that you if you don't do, no one will do. And even though you hate your job, there is nothing you can do, but you need to stay so that you can provide for the people that deli- that rely on you. So that's really an issue uh, that I've identified in the workplace where some people are staying because go rough, you know, it's lit out here. It's, so it's not that easy. Now it's, getting just, it. it's not that they don't care about their mental health, but they have no choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not that easy. You can't just leave your job and expect to find another one soon because there is no jobs. Like, the like the COVID has destroyed a lot of uh, jobs. Uh, you know, a lot of things that were operating before COVID, they've just gone down. But there's been opportunists as well who've taken advantage and whatever. So it's a mess and it's a recovery uh, that is might take some time. And that's why you see a lot of uh, people who are still in the working class, they are not really happy when the president does lockdowns because they see the impact. You know, yeah. from from like 2020, I could say there was a time when if I woke up at 6 a.m. and wanted to go to Senton, I knew I'd be late. Right. Because that's how many that's how much traffic was was going to Senton. There was a lot, a lot of people. Those that's how many jobs had been in the economy. COVID came. Now I live at seven or ten past seven or eight and I'll still make it on time. I won't even be late. That's how empty it has become that's how many jobs have been lost so you could literally even estimate it at over a million jobs that's a crazy amount of jobs to yeah. lose because of this thing and you see all those people what must they do you know where must they stay what must they eat all of those kind of things so the people who do stay in their jobs like ours where it's stressful it's intense you're staying because you're like i don't have a choice if i leave here what am i going to do it's not like right. there's too many yeah. options, it's rough. I mean, you could go to Australia or States and earn more money, but there are some people who who love it here, right, in Africa. They want their children to be African because, you know, these little Western people are very disrespectful, those children. So you want to you want to raise your child in an African room. I don't know. I, I'm not saying that's the reason they want to stay, but, you know, people do go to States or America because you can market your your skills, right? Uh, if you have my kind of skills, but uh, other people just prefer to stay here and you stay know, at home, they, yeah. 
Yeah, there's a word called begazela, but I don't know how to begazela. Ish, you must Google it. I don't know how to translate it into English, but it's basically continuing through the struggle. That's kind of what it means. So it's begazela ring. That's what you call it. You just do it. You know, it's a struggle, mm-hmm. but you 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 continue for your family, for your loved ones, type of thing. Right. Wow, thank you so much. That was really, that was honesty. That was so true. And for me, to be honest, like, it, it's, it's so sad what's going on in Africa because this is what results in diaspora and orphans. This is what mm, results in mm. um, disorientation or just, mm. you know, so many things and mental health and all. Thank you so much for being honest. Um, mm. But now for your friends, because we need to cater for them. Um, you, yeah. you might leave get a better job and stay happy, but what can we really say? Because I, I, I know one one of the things that I, I really I I find is very important is organizational awareness, which is what I'm trying mm. to what I really want to bring. Because I feel like if the top is aware, if you have mm. a racist boss, you're likely mm. to have a racist tolerance organization. So, mm. so. For me, I believe organization uh, organizational awareness is very important, especially from the top to the to the bottom. But then, what yes. else can be done from even from the individual perspective? What do you think? How can they turn, a, think... can turn a blind eye from them, or they are also in the in 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 the space of of advocacy for themselves? I think human beings in general should learn to be more nicer to each other. Uh, that is the, that is like the biggest problem that we're facing. I mean, ten years ago, people were much more nicer than they are now. I mean, that that I feel like is a fact. Like these days, you know, people don't like they won't smile at people you. Not that you should walk around. Care more about the exactly. And I is something yeah. that I really genuinely witnessed. I was not yeah. going to I got fired. Like I was, it was a piss job. I was assumed tutor last year, but then like yeah. it wasn't a like job job. But then I yeah. saw people from jobs, leaving jobs or even like times when the lockdown started when people were like were really dying and everyone was traumatized, that there was anxiety and yeah. drift. Um the 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 owners of these big firms or the executives of managers, all they wanted were profits. Everyone yeah. for almost a good year, the managers mm. really were pushing for can they come back to work? Can you can you do this at home? They would want you to do extra work at home just to make yeah. sure the profits they were having prior to the pandemic are the still ones they can maintain. And it was more yes. of that than the well-being. Even in my school, like there's just so much incompetence. But like, like so, like there, there's just so much um, greed and money hunger that is there. But like, since we can't really control that, what else can we do? Okay, since we can't really control that, we can, uh, we can, I think we can like speak about these issues more openly. Uh, it's, it's very important to, to, the thing is, when we don't speak about these issues, you kind of get stigmatized if you raise it, you know, you become that yeah, guy. No, yeah, yeah. You know, you, so you don't want to be that guy. So we need to normalize these conversations as things that happen, you know. You don't want to like just raise it by yourself because people will throw you under the bus sometimes. They will leave. You raise it and no one will support you, will back you. Even though when there's no managers around, people might want to talk. True. So, so I feel like that's another thing we could do. Like 
in fact, the fact that we're having this conversation, I think, is a is a step in the right direction. Uh, we we these are some things that are very long overdue, and uh, we I don't know I don't know. That's what I think, because there's little much you can do to change uh, human perspective unless you speak to the person. You see, so yeah. you might have you, you might have an opinion. Them. Exactly, you might have an opinion about me, right? But if you haven't spoken to me, your opinion is still an opinion. It's not fact. Yeah. Because you are basing it from your point of view. But there's always two sides to every story, right? We agree. There's always two sides. You know, the other person might not even be aware of how you feel or what is going on on that kind of person. And that's why we should be having these conversations, which we don't at the moment currently. Yeah, that's true. I don't I, I do not know why we don't, but we just don't, especially in the workplace anyway. So what do you do for your own mental health? Was that too much? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. I have the most um, guess. The other one I asked, what did he say? If I said something so weird, he said... um. Uh, do you want to smoke cocaine with me? And I feel like everyone was listening. They're like, "What's wrong with this host?" Like, there's something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> personally, though, uh, I would say what I do personally to to cope with everything is first of all, I have uh, this uh, thing uh, where I'm a Sunday school teacher, right? So I teach the kids and what what on Sundays. And whenever I'm around them, you know, children are very awesome. If you yeah. don't know, like you speak, you can speak about a whole lot of things. And it's just good to have conversations which are very different, you know. And especially if you're speaking to three and four-year-olds, which is my stuff, they don't really have like very deep conversations to talk about. But, you know, you can have fun, talk about mommy, daddy, toys, what, what. So I found that as an outlet for me where on Sundays I could go to the kids' church and, you know, do that kind of thing before the president closed the country anyway. <laughs> so we're not going right now, obviously, because the country is closed. But that, that was... Yeah, of course, we miss them. We They miss us too and everything, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, COVID is here, so uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll open up again soon in August. We'll see uh, whatever they say. Uh, yeah. That's the first thing. That's one thing I do. I also have uh, friends that uh, I would say lifelong friends because we, you know, there's people that I met in varsity who became like my boys, my boys. So we do this thing where sometimes, like after a few months or whatever, we just call and chat, catch up and see what's good because everyone is all over the world now, uh, except maybe one or two are still here. So I chat to my boys, the ones that I went to school with. And my boys who are here, if they're in Joburg, we say, oh, guys, let's have a chill session. Let's hang out, whatever. But I make it a point to spend as little time by myself as possible because that's when you, you, you start overthinking sometimes. You know, if you, are, if you spend too much time by yourself, then you start feeling like, uh, you know, you are in this by yourself and it's not, it's not good in general, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah. So. I, I also do sports, uh, which I, I'm, if I'll be lying, if I say I've been doing sports this this year, I haven't. But I play like, um, what you call that, indoor soccer. 
that's a mm-hmm. thing that I, I used to do a lot. It helped me. And obviously now I've taken up going to the gym before the president closed the country. So I try and, you know, balance my life. I used to also be an artist, uh, like portrait stuff. I don't do that anymore because I just don't have time. I think that would be nice during this lockdown to get to that. Yeah, it would be nice. But like I said, I just don't have the time. Do you need a a model? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, maybe in another life maybe in another <laughs> life right? I'll do it again but yeah so you I do that you need to quit a job now, <laughs> you see <what> <laughs> <doing> now. <laughs> no 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 not yet <laughs> not yet we're still we're still on the road but yeah I do <laughs> I do quite and now uh, my neighbor her name is T she gave me Amazon so I watch Amazon as well so shout out Yay! <laughs> okay, I just want to say thank you so much for coming to coming through to the Wolf Wolf um, podcast. It, it has been such mm-hmm. an honor, and for me, mm-hmm. these mental health conversations, I want them to be so relatable as possible and real, because they yes. are real. And these are yeah. like real things that people are going through, and they people, clinically they've it's 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 so technical. It's complicated. It's associated with shame. But let's just Mm. be honest. Before anything else, everyone is going through it. We're going through it. So it's time we really normalize these conversations and talk. Mm. So if you Mm. want to be part of this podcast and you'd want to be featured and you'd want to share your story or what you're doing for the community in terms of mental health, please do reach out to Steve Lalo on Lola on um linkedin or instagram or reach out to us on legal wolf podcast on linkedin or reach out to me at exotic tiwana on instagram and all platforms you'll find me there so thank you so much for coming through uh it's a great honor if you have any questions please do give us your feedback we'd really appreciate it thank you simon for coming through no it's a pleasure thanks for inviting me man this is very Uh awesome this is really cool. I know. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool.